Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me, excuse me. 
if you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to come and work with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I would like to thank each and everyone who are listening and tuning into this show. Thank you, thank you, thank everyone for your continued prayers and support. Yes, right now, I want to spend time to tell each and every mother, happy Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. And for those who may not be mothers currently, happy Ladies' Day. And I do know a lot of times um, people like to um, mix certain holidays, but sometimes with Mother's Day, they just only acknowledge those who may have children. But what I like to do, I like to acknowledge not only those who have children, but even those who may not have children, some who may desire to have children, um, this is an important day for us to recognize uh, ladies. So, like I said, I like to I like to acknowledge all, regardless if they are, uh, regardless if they have children or not. That's that's me, and I know that today's uh, Mother's Day, but uh, we want to, you know, just thank God for ladies. And so today, we want to just spend the time to just let everyone know how important this day is. Um, I'm going to see if I can get back on my screen. My screen is closed. Okay, there it is. Yeah, so we want to honor current and future mothers. And also, for those who may be listening uh, I have a special treat for um, a couple of the listeners. Um, today, our episode is entitled, A Queen is She. A Queen is She. Um, actually, that title came to me, um, for those that uh, know me, um, I was a uh, huge fan of the movie Coming to America. And certain scenes were just very comical to me. But um, there was a part where, um, I'm not going to sing it, but there was a part that says, uh, she's a queen to be, a queen to be forever. And actually, when I when I thought about that, even though there was a comical setting, but when I thought about it, when we think about ladies, they are actually are queens. Unfortunately, a lot of them don't know that they are royalty, they don't know their their raw lineage. A lot of them may not have been addressed. A lot of them may have abandoned their um, inheritance. Some of them may not have known their inheritance. But I feel that it's our responsibility as men to let ladies know how valuable they are. So that's 
one of my missions today is to let the young ladies know how valuable, how important they are, not just in society, but most importantly, in the eyes of God. Today, we want to, like I said, uh, say to the mothers, Happy Mother's Day. Um, Unfortunately, this is one of the rare occasions that church is packed where the purpose is to go out and sit by mama, go to mama's church, and we call that uh, CME members, Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas. But this is one of the occasions that people like to give tribute, like to give honor to mothers. And so with that being said, I want to first start off and say that um, I do thank God for mothers. I, my mother is still with us. Thank God for it. Um, for mothers, from what I've seen growing up, um, matter of fact, we share some things in church today, and uh, I'm going to even just kind of share with you all some of the things that were said. But uh, let's just say, like, from my own personal experience, I saw my mom um, at one point. She was married. She was married to my dad. And so I've seen my mom as a married mother, and then I also saw my mom as a single mother. And so from what I've seen from married mothers, married mothers, wow, a lot of them, they would have to get up. Now, I'm going to say this, and there's no disrespect to uh, some of the people who may not be of this culture that I'm speaking about, uh, and it has nothing to do with age, but sometimes just do with the upbringing, the culture. Now, I remember growing up, um, we really didn't have to have breakfast at school. Matter of fact, um, we didn't have donuts or anything like that. My mom would actually get up and fix grits and fix real stick-to-your-ribs breakfast grits. Um, I didn't have oatmeal towels in my belt, but grits, uh, bacon, eggs, sausage, biscuits, pancakes. Uh, she fixed those things as we were growing up. And so uh, that was what I was accustomed to. And then... Uh, when I became an adult and I realized that some of the kids, you know, when they say breakfast, oh, you want to eat breakfast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I would go to uh, other places or when I would hear other people speak and, you know, they talk about breakfast and then all they talked about was, well, they had a donut for breakfast. I'm like, a donut? That's not breakfast. That's a dessert. That's a snack. But the way we grew up, we had breakfast. We talking about, uh, matter of fact, uh, I think the cereal total that says, oh, Wheaties, uh, breakfast, for cha- breakfast of champions. Well, we had to stick to the real breakfast of grits and, like I mentioned earlier, grits. Every now and then, we would even have hash browns. And I'm like, wow. So now it's very rare that you hear people being able to have enough time to get the kids up and have breakfast, prepare for them before they go to school instead of sending the kids uh, with, I'll say, pretty much 
snack food. I ain't going to say junk food. I just say snack food. So that's the kind of culture that I grew up in. Of course, even some of my family members, uh, some of my aunts, um, they did those things. That's the that's the time frame that we grew up in. Now everything is well microwaved or things are well. We're gonna go to this fast food. Nothing wrong with you know treating every now and then. Nothing wrong with going to McDonald's for breakfast, some something like that. But it wasn't a consistent basis. The majority of the food that you ate came from home. So that mindset of going to school already barely full, and then when we came home, there was food already there. And so with mom having to balance, not just taking care of the kids, not just not just taking, making sure that the kids had something to feast off of, but also took care of dad, took care of um, the middle children, the older children. Sometimes Mom would work a job, and when I'm saying mom, I'm not speaking about just my mom, but to my moms in general during this period. Sometimes mom would either be a stay-at-home mom. She took care of the affairs of the home, uh, the children. Uh, sometimes either went out there to have lunch with the kids, or sometimes she would have her own job, and she would balance the two. So with that, mom did all those things, taking care of the kids, taking care of the husband, and then somebody else she would take care of, but she wouldn't take care of them very often, and that's taking care of herself. A lot of time, mothers went without. And so, oh, I'm not going to forget this. I'm not going to forget, especially during the time of me growing up, where the mothers made sure that the kids were in church. Like I said, I'm a seventies kid. I was born in the early seventies. So being able to see those things and not just make sure that the kids got to church, but make sure the kids were dressed for church. The kids were groomed. Mom groomed the kids. Mom not only uh made sure that the kids Clothes were ironed, made sure that they were matched up and everything, but also even had the hair. You know, I remember growing up, my sister and I were almost a year apart, and we had the hot combs. And for those that remember the hot combs, you put the hot comb over the stove, and while it's sizzling and everything, then the hot comb go in your hair, straighten out that hair, and you couldn't sweat because once you start sweating, your hair starts shrinking. So uh, I remember those times. I remember Saturday nights. We would always have our clothes ready for church on Saturday nights, have our hair done. I used to have hair back in the day, had an afro and all that stuff. And so um, mom would um, grease our hair, uh, did our hair, and then to make sure that everything was manageable, we didn't have no stocking cap. We didn't have no wave cap. There was no such thing as a quote-unquote wave cap that you got from the store that was specifically for your hair. For those that know, that wave cap, or the original wave cap, was the old pair of stockings that Mama no longer used. And just in case the foot part was already used, 
then what she what she would do, she would cut the leg part of the stockings and put a knot on one end, and you just put it over your hair. That might be over some people's heads, but that's the period that we grew up in. And so mom balanced taking care of the kids, uh, taking care of dads, the husbands, uh, even also being able to take care of the other kids in the home, excuse me, in the uh, neighborhood. I remember a lot of times when we would be outside, we stayed right across the street from a park. And so my mom was not a yeller, anything like that, yelling, hey, get back into the house. What she did, she flicked that front light, push light, flick on and off and on and off. That meant, hey, it's time y'all to go home. Everybody knew the signs. But that's what moms did. I didn't realize, of course, we took sex education in school, and for me to be able to be in the delivery room to see my son born, that was uh, an eye-opening experience. And the funny thing about it was, um, matter of fact, um, his mom had him through C-section. And so me being in the room, and I was on the side of her, but there was a big curtain that was covering up uh, half her body. And so I, I knew that there was going to be a C-section, and I was assuming that she was going to be knocked out so that way I could get a chance to just look and see. But no, she was up and conscious. My son mother was up and conscious, and she was talking to me. And I remember up here, I'm, I'm trying to be attentive to her, but I'm also paying attention to the doctors cutting open. And uh, like it was almost like they were auto mechanics. They were like, you know, cutting here and then moving this body part and moving that part. And, you know, I'm like, man, these, they're like mechanics, man. You know, they're moving everything around. And, and then I began to see them pop open that, that, uh, that sack that my son was in. They pulled them out. And I'm looking all throughout there, but I never said anything to his mom pertaining to what actually was going on. She was just telling me that she was feeling cold. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm just paying attention. Uh, it, didn't spook, it didn't spook me out or anything like that. I was like looking at, wow, life came through, wow, a woman, a woman carrying a baby, a woman carrying a seed, a seed from a man. You know, uh, the seed is important, which we're going to speak about that even on a Father's Day, but the seed had to have some place to to rest, to incubate, to uh, to store, to uh, to produce. And so, mothers, mothers knows how to produce. You know that one seed that came from man produced a baby, and it showed the importance of mothers, of women. You know. A woman can make whatever she gets from a man multiply. Matter of fact, um, one of the ministers, um, Dr. Miles Monroe, excuse me, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, once said, you give a woman a seed, she gives you a baby. You give her, uh, you say you give her a meal, and she'll make 
for dinner. But you give her problems, she'll give you, you know, something else. And so whatever that a woman gives got from a man. So a lot of times when we see some of the young ladies, a lot of times they may be acting out, and they're not bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, they they problematic. But when you go to the source, of what may be going on in their life, a lot of times it comes from a man. The hurt of, you know, the hurt caused by a man, the problems caused by a man. And so before I go any further, I wanted to bring that up because I want to first, not only in saying Happy Mother's Day to the mothers and to the future mothers, but also, I do want to say, because we don't really, as men, we don't really understand the damage that we cause women when we become disrespectful towards women to ladies. Our behavior, our character, our attitude, it is totally in violation of God's will and God's purpose. Not only towards the women, but even towards ourselves. So before I go any further, for the women who might have been hurt, for the mothers who might have had to deal with a mischievous child, a mischievous baby daddy, mischievous husband, I do want to say on behalf of those type of men, we apologize. We have totally disregarded the heart of some of these good women. A lot of time, it's us that have caused good women to become bad or hurt. And a lot of times, what we don't realize, it took a hurt of a man to cause that woman to be hurt. But from this point on, how about we start going to look for us to be able to make amends? If it took the hurt of a woman to respond that way, it's going to take the healing of a man to help her to recover. First of all, ultimately, the ultimate one that died upon the cross for us, Jesus Christ. But also, for us, that are here on earth, those that are professionally be real men, men of integrity, men of character, men of ethics, how about we start reaching out and try to build some of these fences that sometimes that might have been put up by somebody who has been hurt. But also, a lot of times, it's not just pertaining to, well, it's the baby daddy who have hurt it, and it's the baby mother. But also when we look at it, it's been even some of the fathers who might have hurt their daughters. And so when that daughter grows up, she don't understand the true identification of a real man. And so she ends up looking for love. And sometimes because of her seeking for a father figure, she ends up getting to a harmful relationship or a dysfunctional relationship 
or if you want to say an inappropriate relationship, unhealthy relationship. So we as men, we need to start going back to help and go back to help to correct our mistakes, correct some of the foolishness that we have done. And so even with that, unlike men, see, when when a man would mess up, sometimes he can hide. Sometimes there have been men, not all, but there have been some men that have avoided their responsibility. There have been men who may have uh, stepped out, who may have tried to live a double life. And a lot of times they're doing away from the children. But a lot of times when mother, when mother, mother a lot of times have to give up her life to help raise the children to have a life. Sometimes the mother is the one that puts her life on hold. Sometimes it's the mother who will go without so that way the children can have. And I noticed back in the day, they would always have on TV the the pro athletes. They would always look at the camera and say, hi, mom. Why is that? A lot of times they came from the single mothers where the mother was there, the mother sacrificed, the mother made sure that the kids were, uh, let's say, the, the potential athlete got all the um, – went to the peewee leagues and, and all that peewee games, football games and all that stuff, and now her baby has made it to be a pro athlete. So now that pro athlete, that son, he wanted to get back to his mama. But unfortunately, a lot of times that daddy wasn't there. But mama still, mama stood there. Mama went there. Sometimes mama would work two, three, four jobs, whatever, find jobs to, to do, to make, to create money for the house to raise the children. And one of the things I found out, if you if you ever hungry, you go to a young lady house who got some kids. Why? Because mama gonna always make sure, or real mother gonna always make sure that there's food in the house accessible. Not just for her kids, but sometimes she knew that some of her kids were gonna bring some of their friends. And so now these are the kind of things that we're lacking in our society. Unfortunately, because of society, there's not a lot of mothers that we had like growing up. I remember mothers could make a meal out of anything, made things from scratch. And so now we're not we're not saying this to discourage people, but we're saying this to encourage people, that the same God that helped them, that provided for them, that gave them the ability, the talent, the resources, he can do it for you. And so with that married mother, that married mother, she took care of, like I said, the affairs of the home and the husband and did all these things and also made sure to reach out to help the others who may not have had a mother. Um, you know, there's so many of the real mothers. They were a mother to many in the neighborhood and even within the family. But also by her not only being a mother, even a, a married mother, but also she was a daughter. She was a daughter to her mother. And so that was something else to balance, where 
you know, especially if her mom was local, she would take care of the mom. She would be there. She would listen, all those things. And so, I mean, God knew who to allow to be a to be a man and who to be a lady. So that's something that we really want to uh, bring up because even when we come down to Mother's Day, we were speaking about, yeah, even at churches, a lot of the message. I say this all the time. A lot of the messages within the Mother's Day is geared towards the married mothers, and a lot of time we give the accolades to the married mothers, but we give no acknowledgement to the single mothers. And and this is just what I feel. I think a lot of times we're scared to acknowledge the single mothers within the church because we don't want to make people feel that it's okay to have a baby out of wedlock. I will say this. There are times that people have made mistakes, but we don't we don't wallow within our mistakes. Some people may have had, you know, I put it like this. Which is which is worse, or who is worse? A young lady who have had a thousand sex partners, or one lady who may have made a mistake one time and I'm getting pregnant. Now the one that had a thousand sex partners who never got pregnant never would know it, possibly. But she don't have a baby. But what about that one who might have made one mistake and getting pregnant? So, hey, it happened. But now for you to beat yourself up anymore. Now, not even to allow other people to beat you up. But I will say this. Just because a female is single and she have a child, that does not mean that she's sinned. What if she was married and she became a widow? What if her husband left her? Think about this. What if she was a single mother and she ended up having to have custody of a loved one's child? She had to raise a child because of whatever situation Somebody could have died, and she tried to keep the keep the baby within the family. What if someone lost custody of the child? What if that person went to jail? There are variations of reasons, but regardless of what the reason is, it doesn't matter what the reason is. That's that's unimportant. The real thing is, let's that mother. And so, there's a lot of single mothers who are out there who are struggling. A lot of single mothers who are out there where they end up getting promises from these guys, oh, I'll never leave you, I love you dearly. All these, they be together with them for years. And then all of a sudden, regardless if they were married or not, end up getting pregnant. And guess what? That boy that left, peace out. That has happened. And that, that not only that woman has to deal with the emotions of a hurt heart. But now the transition of her now having to 
come to the realization that she may have to raise that child alone. And the bad part about it, even have to deal with the changes, the, the emotional, the hormonal changes that may be going on in her life. Those are kind of some of the things that a lot of times we ignore as men, even as society. We don't, we don't acknowledge these things. We don't, we don't address these things. And to women, to be honest with you, it's second nature to them. They don't think about those things in detail. They just look at it as, you know what, it got to be done. So a lot of time with the single women, unfortunately, there may be some who may have had to raise their children, like I was saying, raising their children and being able to try to find a job that was suitable for the hours of them being able to make sure that the children were in school and make sure that they were doing their work, help them with their work and all that stuff. And my, 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 I didn't realize this until I became a father myself. But to be honest with you, daycare is very, very, very expensive. Carol, oh, my gosh. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think, I think, um, I think my son went to daycare when he was two or something like that. I can't remember. But at the time, then, this was back in 2006 and 2007, I got some pricing of, uh, you know, just just wanted to know how much it was going to cost for the kids and all that stuff, just, just kind of curious. And it was, at some point, it was close to $300 a week just for small children. I'm like, my goodness, that was something else. And so a lot of times when you look at it, sometimes the mothers, they had to, uh, a lot of times the mothers, they had to decide, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going to help the children stay in school? Are they going to get the children in school or what? Are they going to go into a homestead? Are they going to... Homeschool, they're going to homeschool these children or what? Because everything is just so expensive. So that's something else that they have to think about. But unfortunately, what? Unfortunately, we as men, sometimes we'll never know. A lot of times we don't understand. It's the women that are what in the grind that's checking and make sure, you know, the kids are taken care of, single or married, taking care of, make sure that the kids know what they're supposed to do. And unfortunately, there are some men, well, I'd say some fathers, that say, you know what, uh, just go to talk to your mama, or, uh, you know, just let your mama handle it, let your mama handle it. And now, mama got to handle that and handle the other stuff, her own life, and sometimes her mama life, and all that stuff. And I'm like, so... We really gotta we really gotta make sure that we understand the importance of what mother what mother goes through. Mother goes through a lot to make sure that the kids that the home were taken care of. But not only the single mothers, the single mothers the single mothers to me, um, we ought to have just more days to be able to really just Celebrate and be able to really just help these single mothers, regardless 
of what situation that they may have uh they may have caused them to be a be a mother. You know, a lot of times the way we grew up, that doesn't mean that everyone else grew up that way. And there are some who may not have had that godly mother figure in their home. So just because you see someone, don't assume because they're a certain age, oh, well, they ought to know better and blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't matter. We just need to be able to help them to understand their importance, but also being able to be there to be able to help them to be the ladies that God calls for them to be, teach them, help them. And sometimes we will really help. And just us and me and just listen. Listen, but more importantly, pray for them. Pray for them and let them know, you know what? Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I didn't understand in your, quote, unquote, in your own way. But maybe if I could take out the time to really just listen, not so much to listen to what is said, but even listen to what is not said. So even some of these single mothers, it's, you know, instead of us talking down upon them or talking about them, how about we just go to them and just ask, hey, is there anything I could do for you? You'd be surprised there's a story behind every mother. There's a story that some of these single mothers, they like I said, they didn't know. Some of them, and it's so sad, some of them, you think about them growing up where they have had hopes and dreams, and you know what? There have been some who might have been violated. There are some who the devil or the devil used some people to be able to try to make them have a distorted view on love, purpose, on e- and even what? Even children. There are some mothers who became a mother not by choice. Sometimes it, it was the consequences of abuse, sexual abuse. And a lot of times we just think about, well, you know, well, maybe it was her fault she wore. She wore some pants that were too short. Uh, she wore a skirt that was so tight. No. A lot of times, and I'm going to say it like that because I work in the jail, I can, I can say this. There are some twisted-minded people that are out there regardless if she had on shorts or a, a long church robe. It doesn't matter. But even though, regardless of what cause, that I do want you to know that you're not at fault. Don't blame yourself. But also for us to be able to embrace those, like I said, who are single mothers. You think about it. If we as the people, if we as the body of Christ can reach out to those who are single mothers who may not have had the resources, like I said, regardless if they made a mistake or not, let's teach them, let's educate them, let's help them. But it's easy for us to tell them we're going to pray for them, but how many of us actually pray for them? First of all, not just pray for them at night, but how about let's do something with those prayers so that way they can see, you know what, this is prayer actually because a lot of times when God, when we're telling them, I'll pray for you to be able to uh, get some help you need, God is saying, no, look here, you ain't got to pray. I'm sending you to help them to fulfill their need. So we may be the ones that come to them 
to be the answer to their prayers. But a lot of times, what do we do? We just push it off on somebody else. Point on. What great opportunity for ministry for us to be able to go and see somebody that has a need, and let's help meet that need. Let's show them how good God is by us being good to them. What better way to be able to show people the love of Christ by the love from their brother or sister? And so with that, we salute the single mothers who may have had to take care of both, not just mother duty, but even father duty. There have been some that have had to step up to the plate because the husband or the boyfriend or the baby father may have left the scene and never returned, or the single mother have had little to no support from the baby father. Pretty much all he did was what? Donate his mother was there. You know, there are some that, and I'm I'm not going to say their name out in public, because I don't want to embarrass them, but I will tell you, I know some single mothers who are out there who have had to raise children with little to no support from a man. One of them in particular, she's in the military right now, and right now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that she's in Japan. And she had three beautiful children, two girls and one boy. And along with her raising the children, her being able to take care of us as American citizens, going out there to, what, defend our honor, for that way for us to be free. She's, I I used to call her... um, I think it was not G.I. Jane. I, I forgot. I, I forgot all these. It just slipped my mind. But what's heartbreaking for me, and, I, and this is on a personal note, along with being a, a single mother, there's so many parents who are out there, who are out there in the military, and sometimes they're detached from their children, from their family. And I'm, I'm not going to harp so much on um, on the political side, but I will say this. I wish we lived in a world where we wouldn't have to worry about war. But unfortunately, because of sin and because of greed or the pride of man, sometimes not just the men that are out there who are in the armed forces to defend our honor, not just the fathers that are out there, but there's a lot of mothers that are out there too. And we know that the mothers are women. Women are sometimes emotionally driven, emotionally driven. And so for this day, for them to be able to have to be celebrated a national holiday of Mother's Day and them having to fight for their life, not just fight for our freedom, but they're fighting for their lives. They're on 24-hour watch. They're on surveillance watch for our protection, for our freedom. While we're laying around, while we're sleeping, while we're doing whatever we want to do, there's someone making sure that you have your freedom, that I have my freedom. And so with that, 
uh, to see the mothers that are out there taking care of the children, you know, like I said, having to play the mother and the father role, responsibility. And so with with my friend that's in the military right now, I salute you. I thank God for you and also for the mothers who are out there in the military and armed forces who are taking care of your children while taking care of our country. We appreciate you. Thank God for you. You, you know, it's it's an honor to be able to see someone in uniform that, that's a mother that is so focused to make sure that no matter what, at all costs, that she's going to serve her country. And so also not only serving the country, but also even serving and giving service within our community. There are law enforcement who are mothers who don't know they have a desire, but they're not for sure if they're going to make it back safely into the home that they're raising their children in. And so, so many of them, they have to play dual duties. And so, we just thank God for those, and like I said, especially for those who are single. You know, and this is me. This is me. This is a personal mission for me. One of the things I can't stand, I cannot stand a bully. I cannot stand a bully. I've never, never, ever since I can remember, never like to deal with a bully, and I hate to see somebody bully somebody else. And so when I see those things, I see a lot of times the behavior that some of the ladies, some of the mothers have had to deal with because of the bullying from a man, or the bullying from a baby father. I didn't have to know anybody. Those that really know me, they will tell you. I don't have to know people to stand up for them when I know uh, or find out the situation. And so for the mothers who have taken so much abuse mentally, physically, emotionally, even uh, sexual abuse, they have dealt with so much. And for them to still try to keep their head up and even to make sure that the children, like I said, the children, the families are taken care of. Sometimes they would draft in other children. There was a need. And sometimes, like I said, that mother would abandon her needs to make sure that the others are taken care of. Sometimes the mother would make sure that there's food on the stove, and then if someone else is hungry or someone else is going through something, they didn't mind sharing or distributing to make sure that, you know what, I would even I would even go with God to make sure that you have it. And I remember there's so many mothers that I remember would cook, and while they're cooking, when they get done cooking, then when dinner is served, they didn't eat a whole lot. You know why? Because they nibbled every now and then while they was testing out the food to make sure that it was seeds and make sure that, you know, it, it was it was probably uh, made. And this is one thing, this is, this is a difference that we don't see often. I'm going to tell you like this. Like um, you can get a recipe from Big Mama. She can give you a recipe of cooking something. And you can follow that recipe to the T, and it won't taste like Big Mama or won't taste like Mama's. You know why? Because it's an ingredient that she didn't put on that recipe. She can't put it on the recipe. It has to be natural. That ingredient is called love. 
See, mama would cook in love. Mama would cook her food with love. Mama would put all the ingredients together in love, and she did it for the love of the children. And so no matter how you try to follow that recipe to the T, you can't artificial love. Artificial, I mean, excuse me, love got to be genuine. Love got to be from the heart. So you can't manufacture love. You can't produce love. Love got to be something that was God-given, something that was born, not something that had to be manufactured. And so for those mothers who take responsibility, like I said, own up to that responsibility, knowingly, unknowingly, willingly, you know, no matter what, it, it was like a, it was never a second thought. They just did it. And so also what I want to do, I want to also let people know that for those who may want to become, for the women who may want to become a future mother, be prayerful. You know, that's, 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 a, that's not just, you know, an 18-year plan. That's a lifetime plan. And so also even the responsibility of choosing your husband wise, choosing your husband wisely, because you can't have a baby by any man. Because I'm going to tell you this, not just if he's going to be there, if he's going to be there to support, to provide, but also you got to realize who you're having a baby by you got to understand his lineage. You got to understand who he really is because you're going to be holding his seed. You're getting, you're getting an exchange from him in something so intimate. Also, you have to realize that's a joint. Y'all, y'all bonding together for life. Y'all bonding together. And you don't want to bond with someone that you really don't like. You don't want to bond with someone who you really don't know. It's a very important, responsible duty to make sure that you really study the person that you want to share a child with. I want to say this real quick. Um, Like I said, I work in a jailhouse, and one day I was leaving work, and there was a pregnant mother that was at the counter that was fussing, arguing with the man behind the counter, and she was almost about to go to jail. They was about to arrest her. She was for her baby father. Her baby father was incarcerated. And you know the name that she said that belonged to him? He said something like Q. I don't know if that was the exact letter. She didn't say name. And the bad part about it, she just said a street name, but the street name was a single letter. She didn't even know his real name. She didn't know his birthday. They asked what a, what a birthday. I don't know. Uh, where's the address? I, I I don't know where he's staying. You know, I didn't. I don't know. Well, who is his mother? I don't didn't know nothing. But that was the baby. That was the baby's father. And it hurt in my heart. I'm like, you know, for for someone to have gotten so personal with you. You have seen your body parts. You don't know anything about him. That was heartbreaking. You know, like I said, 
I, I don't like bullies. Let me say that. I don't like the spirit of a bully. But uh, the other thing that breaks my heart, and I'm just going to be real, this is going to be me very real. This is the thing. There are times I go up there to the courthouse, and I walk up there to the domestic violence area, and I see women just lined up with their kids. A lot of them in fear. A lot of them just scared. And it breaks my heart because for so long they've dealt with abuse. And they excuse me, they finally have had the courage to say, you know what, I can't I can't anymore. I can't deal with this. And some of them have to run for their life, have to leave. Some of them they have to leave sometimes when their baby father or their husband is away out the house, is from the house and they escape. Some of them so scared because they leaving behind everything that they knew. They're leaving behind all of their possessions to try to make sure that they get some help for their child. And unfortunately, there are some who may have stayed in in an abusive relationship for the sake of the children. Some of them, they feel that, well, you know, he's a horrible husband, but he's a great father. So they'll stay. They'll sacrifice their life. They'll sacrifice their mental capacity. They'll sacrifice their peace to stay for the sake of the children. And, you know, and so for the men to disrespect women, for the men to lie, manipulate, dog the women, man, that's foul. I'm just being real. That's foul. That's foul. You know, and I, and I take these things personal because, you know, those that know me, growing up, I always said I want to make sure that I protect my sister. And I want my sister to be able to know what a real man is. And this is no, not over to my father. My father was a great father and still is a great father. But my sister should not only have to see what a real man is only through her, only through her father, our father, when she had brothers. So it was my responsibility. I took it upon myself to be an, to be an extra example so that way she can know what a real man is. But also I said I wanted to make sure that I treated my sister with respect because she's potentially somebody's wife. But also I want to make sure that I treat whoever I'm dating or whoever I'm a married, I make sure I treat them with respect, with reverence, because that's somebody's sister. And I wouldn't want somebody to mistreat my sister, so why would I mistreat somebody else's sister? Now, I'm old-fashioned. You know what? This old-fashioned way, the way I look at it, not so much old-fashioned for as um, just teaching, but this is the Bible's way. This is the way that God wants us to treat Respect people. And so now we're talking about the mothers, the ladies, the women, regardless of their current mothers, future mothers, or no mother at all. I'm going to say this. We're not just talking about those who are mothers by blood. There may be some that are mothers by love. There are some who may not could produce a child, but they mothered many children. 
They listened, they counseled, they ministered, they prayed for many children. So we, we, we're acknowledging them too. That's why we want to make sure that people understand this is more than just because you may have uh, had a baby through your own body. You might have been a spiritual mother to someone who may not, could, may have, uh, couldn't get a prayer through. Someone who may not had uh, anybody to talk to, to commune with, to be able to be, to be there to listen to someone who was going through a crucial time in their life. You help bring them up. So you just never know for whatever reason. This is for the ladies, those who are mothers by love or by blood. And so we want to acknowledge them because it's our responsibility as men to protect our women, to protect our ladies. And so what better way for us to change this world right side up is for us to be able to start giving back and start helping these women, start helping the women. If it wasn't for the women, this world would be already is already is already bad, but it would have been worse. But thank God that God is changing things, turning things around. He's working behind the scenes. You know, we look at not just our society, but you look at church. Most of the time the churches are populated more so with women. Most of the time, who's praying now? Like I said, I'm I'm looking at old school. I'm looking at when I was growing up. There were the praying mothers in the home. There were the praying mothers in the church. There were the mothers who took her of those who, you know, went to the back with the children who might have been, you know, crying. The kid might have been crying or whatever. So they giving tribute. They 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 they're they're giving and instilling help provisions to these kids, you know. So also being able to look talk to these younger, or uh, sometimes those who might have been uh, the, the girls who might have may have had a baby and didn't have any help, you know. The real mothers of the church didn't look down upon them. She would have to help her, let her know, baby, look here, you can pick yourself up. Girl, look here, you might have been young. You might have had this baby, but don't quit school. I don't care if you have to got to go the next semester or you might be a semester behind, but don't give up. So being able to talk to them, sometimes being able to help them get back on path, get back straight. So things are so important that came from the love of a mother that was in the church. But also... As I get ready to wrap it up, we want to also acknowledge the mothers who are no longer with us. Some, you know, days like this can be very gloomy to some people. You know, there's a reminder why everybody else is maybe celebrating their mother. There are some who have to rely upon the memories of their mother. You know, their mother may be gone in glory. Those are the times where we need to pray for those who are yet remaining. There are those who may not, you know, they, they, they may not, they may not can go through this day without sharing a tear or two. Some people dread this day because 
you know, instead of them going to see their mother, see their mother in the home, they have to see their mother, you know, uh, go to their mother's grave site or something. These are the, these people really need our prayers. They really need our prayers, you know. But I will say this, you know, even for today, think about the good times. Think about the memories. Think about the silliness, the smile. Think about the legacy. Think about their legacy and just ask God to help you to continue to keep that legacy alive. But also, I do want to say this. There may be some who may be distant from their mother. There may be some who may not even know where their mother is. There are some. I don't don't remember what um, athlete, but their mother was in and out of jail. Their mother stayed in the streets, uh, saw their mother, what, Months at a time. There are some mothers who don't even want to deal with their children. There are some mothers. There are some mothers who have left the children with the father, and she leaves. She left. That's it. Children that are yet remaining needs our prayer. They need our prayer because you know you think about it. You know, a lot of people don't know how I feel until being those shooting. So we make, you know, a lot of us, we have to thank God. Thank God, you know, thank God our mother didn't abandon us. Or thank God our mother went on ahead of us. You know, some people, they might, have, they might have had the opportunity of having an abortion, but they choose to hang in there and, hey, look here, we're going to find a way. We're going we're gonna to ask God to help us no matter what. But also, even though, let's be real, even those who might have made a mistake, regardless if, you know, who may have had a, um, what's it called, may have had an abortion in the past, look, don't beat yourself up. This is another time where we really need to pray for those who may have to those situations in the past. You know, God can forgive you. God can give you the grace to live your days without you beating yourself up. But I always say this, if God can forgive you, how about you forgive yourself? So with that being said, what I want to do, right now I don't see anyone on the line, but I do have some special gifts. And not only for those who may be currently listening, but also even for those Future listeners, I have a book called My Mama Told Me. It's by an author by the name of Parashon Hall, great young lady. This book is giving some motherly wisdom for everyday living. She wrote this book, and this is a, a book that is also autographed too, autographed by Parashon Hall. Her mother gave her some, some some nuggets to be able to live off of. And, I mean, it just being able to hear her beautiful story of the love, not only the love of her mother, but even the love that her mother displayed, gave her and the kids. I feel like this is a very appropriate book. And for those who want a copy, I have... Um, I have a couple of copies right here autographed by her. 
I want you to give me a call, 214-908-3056. Whoever you are, I will give it to those who call me and say, I would love to have the book by Parishon Hall called My Mama Told Me. You tell me that, and I will make sure that you get a copy. And also, for those who um, who even want to just uh, get in contact with her to even hear her testimony or even be able to even just listen listen to the wisdom that her mom has given her, y'all can call me, y'all can contact me, and I will make sure to connect you all and take it from there. But this is a, a very appropriate book for a very appropriate occasion for Mother's Day, for Ladies' Day. And so for those who may be listening, who may not know how to celebrate Mother's Day, for those who may be hurting or grieving, know that God cares. Know that God can lift every burden, lift every weight. God can help you to be able to reflect on their memories. But even the single mothers, we were talking about it in Sunday school, for the single mothers, who may feel like, you know what, being a single mother is hard. And does God understand? Does God hear my prayers? You know, just know when Sarah and Abraham didn't have a baby, God promised Abraham a baby, but took it upon himself and didn't wait for Sarah because God promised Sarah and Abraham, but Abraham took it upon himself and got Hagar pregnant. And so eventually, what happened? Abraham kicked out Hagar. And Hagar's baby was named Ishmael. And Ishmael, the name Ishmael, the way it's spelled, means God hears. God understands. Another God is concerned. And so even in the situation that you're in, regardless of how you got in that situation, God hears and God understands. And also God wants you to come to him. Regardless of how it happens, God wants you to come to him. And you think about it, let's even think about that in, in detail. God told Hagar to name her baby Ishmael even though she was having a baby that was not promised to Abraham. That's something to think about. So in other words, even when you take matters on yourself, even whatever mistake, if we repent, God can give us the grace, God can give us the resources to be able to what? To be able to be helped in our current situation. So whatever it is, we're going to give it to God. There may be somebody who may be at odds with their baby daddy. I'm going to tell you this. That hurt, that unforgiveness, let it go. We're going to be praying for him. But you know what? Even if they choose to continue doing wrong, God will give you as mother the grace to be able to overcome whatever situation Regardless if you have help 
but also for whatever else that may be going on in your life that you may feel like, you know what, I need to, I need someone to just touch and agree with me on this situation. There may be some who may be listening who may not be saved, and they wonder, you know what, I've lived this life all by myself trying to figure it out, but I realize I keep getting myself in a deeper hole. What can I do to be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe their heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So know that God hears and God wants you to come to him. We're going to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. God, we thank you, Lord, for being awesome, God, being a mighty God, being a faithful God. God, we ask you all to help us, God. First of all, God, forgive us, God. God, ask you all to help us to forgive ourselves, God. God, we ask you all for those who who are listening, who may be mothers right now, God, who may be just uh, maybe even contemplating or even uh, maybe want to have a children, want to have children. God, we're speaking, God, that you help the mothers right now, God. Help them encourage them right now, God. God, there may be some who may not know, may not even understand, God, you know, why this happened or why that happened or maybe why that the father left, God. But, God, no matter what, God, kept them, God, to be able to cast all their curse upon you, God, Every hurt, every anxiety, every pain, God, cast it all upon you, God. And even those who may have lived their life trying to make sure that the children are taken care of, make sure that the home is taken care of, even while they were neglecting themselves, God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you encourage them, God, God, that you help them, God, to be able to stand to you, God, every weight, every stress, God, every concern, every fear, every worry, every anxiety right now, God, be able to give to give it to you once and for all, God. God, we know that there have been some, God, who may have been what, being a mother under unforeseeable circumstances, regardless if they were uh violated or even just by adoption, even by default. God, there are some grandmothers, God, who have had to raise their grandchildren because of absentee of the parent, God. God, we're speaking of, did you even help that grandparent right now, God, that grandmother, God, to be able to seek you, God, and draw on your strength, God, not their strength, God. Draw on your strength right now, God. Give them added strength right now, God. And say them about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being our helper, our redeemer. And Lord, we're speaking, God, for those who may be uh, mourning right now, God, those who may be grieving, God. My, Lord, those who may not have had their mothers with them right now, God, and they dread days like this, God, comfort them, be with them, God, help them understand, God, that you never lose someone when they're in their in your heart right now, God, in your heart and in their heart right now, God, God, you never lose anyone, God, they're right where, right where they're remaining, God, in their heart right now, God. We speak, God, that you help them, God, to reflect on the legacy, God, the memories, God, the good times, the funny times, the crazy times, the dysfunctional times right now, God. And God, help them, God, to smile right now, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for their legacy, God. Thank you, Lord, for helping them, God. And also, even those who may feel like, you know what, maybe I didn't say enough for Mama. Maybe I didn't 
say enough. Maybe she don't understand how much she is to me, God. But God, let them know and comfort them to let them know, God, that Mama knew all along. That Mama knows. And even though Mama had to leave, but she left at a time where she knew how much that she was loved, God. And God, that's going to carry her over the globe right now, God. And God, so help them now even to find peace right now, God. The children, God, to find peace, God. Even the uh, grandchildren, God, to find peace right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and they're going to find in you. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God. You speaking, God, for those who may be sick, touch and hear their bodies right now, God. Those who may be confused right now, God, help them in every area of their life. We thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported this show. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, T.S. and Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to my store section where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, Path to God's Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present and or future children. I want to thank each and one who tuned in to the show and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Ladies Day. Good night.